Oh, good morning. Welcome to worship this morning. It's great to be here with all of you. Thanks for coming on a beautiful, sunny winter morning. We're glad you're here. It is Sunday, January 29th, and today is a special Sunday. We are having a family worship service. That means everybody's going to stay together all throughout the service, kids and adults. If you're joining us online, there's a couple of things that you need to know about. Uh, We're going to have different opportunities to draw and kind of consider some teaching today through some visual lenses. So if you're at home and you want to participate, go grab some paper, some crayons, a pencil, whatever you may have nearby. Also, we'll explain a little bit more about this later. There will be an opportunity to wash some stuff to kind of get a few things clean. So uh, if you're at home, look around, see if you can find something that you can wash. If you're not sure, ask your mom or dad. Don't just wash something. Got to ask first. And we would love for you to participate in that later on in our worship. We gather together as a church family because God has called us to be a family together. Every one of us stands at equal footing before the cross of Jesus Christ. There is not a grown-up, there is not a younger kid, there are levels of maturity in the faith, but there is a unity of purpose when we gather together in worship on a family Sunday. We all get to learn from each other. So kids are here with us in worship, and that's a blessing. And grown-ups are here with us in our worship. And kids, you get to be around more grown-ups than normal. And we want to learn from you. We want to be able to hear from you. We want to share insights with you. Uh, So we're kind of sharing this posture of wanting to learn and grow together as we seek Jesus together in our worship. To help us get started, I'm going to invite Cody to come up. And he's going to lead us in our call to worship. And so if you would please stand while we get ready to worship. Today's call to worship comes from Psalm 63. O God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. In this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. Let us worship God. At the Houston Museum of Fine Arts. This is actually an art exhibit that you can walk through. It's a hallway that has lights mounted kind of above and below the sidewalk. It's underground, so there's no light except the light that the artist put in there. And as you walk through it, it changes color. Not quickly, like very kind of slowly and subtly, but you walk through someone's artwork. Like, how cool is that, right? So this tunnel under the streets in the city of Houston, it's about 100 yards long. It connects the old building at the Museum of Fine Arts to a new building. And rather than just build a tunnel with, you know, advertisements or something on it, they invited an artist to turn it into something that people can walk through. So we are learning about light and darkness today. Today's scripture passage talked about light and darkness. Remember, Darcy just read it for us. Now, if you're like me... You might hear something once, and then you just don't remember it, like a second or two later. It kind of goes in one ear and out the other. We want to address that today, and you're going to help. So a couple things you're going to need. Hopefully you got a bulletin when you walked in. You're also going to need this. There's a colorful handout. It's on the back table in the lobby. If you didn't get one, go ahead and get up and go get one. It is from one of my very favorite things. How many of you guys know what this is? Jesus Storybook Bible. I am not making a profit by selling these, but if I could, man, you guys need this book. It is an amazing book. It is an incredible 
paraphrase like the message of the Bible, and it tells the story of Scripture cover to cover. It's incredible. Grown-ups, get it no matter what. Like, it's helpful. It'll touch your heart. It's powerful. Now, one of the things today's Scripture passage talks about is light and darkness, but it's not just talking about light coming in through the windows or blackout curtains. It's talking about what happens in our hearts, what happens in our souls. And many of you know this, but there is an important story the Bible tells about how darkness entered into the world. When God made the world, there was darkness that was nighttime, there was light during the day, but there wasn't darkness inside of people yet. When God made people, he made them perfectly. He made them without any kind of brokenness or pain or anger or frustrations, all the things that we know are inside of us that happen all the time, those things didn't happen yet. They happened once, and then it happened forever. And what happened was there was a serpent who was around the first people, Adam and Eve. Many of you know this story from the book of Genesis. This is a picture from the Jesus Storybook Bible. And this serpent came, and he could talk, okay? So this is a little bit like a movie. He could talk. And all he did was he said to the first human beings, Adam and Eve, one question. And that question changed people's hearts. It changed the way they thought about the world. The question basically was, if I could paraphrase it, does God really love you? Does God really love you? Now, think about all the people in your life who really love you, who are just so devoted to you, right? They think you're great. Your parents, your teachers, there are people in your life who love you. And to question that, to ask yourself, man, does this person really love me? Does God really love me? It creates this space inside of you that starts to fill up with doubt. It starts to fill up with darkness. Sometimes we doubt, and that's okay. We can get through that. But God never intended for that. And so this was how darkness entered the world, is by someone asking this question that gave birth to doubt. And this is where we talk about sin. Sin is when we do things that we know hurt other people, that hurt us, that go against things that God has told us, like, don't do that. The first people, Adam and Eve, they weren't supposed to eat fruit off of just one tree, and that was for their benefit and for their safety, but they did, because they doubted, because sin had entered into their hearts. And guys, I know it's hard to talk about sin, especially when you're young, but it's really important, because that's how we understand the gospel, that we are broken, and that we need Christ, and that we need God to redeem us, and there is a ton of sin in the world. So as we get into this in just a sec, we're going to go into our small groups, we're going to turn in our chairs and face each other, and we're going to talk about some of these difficult things. I'm going to invite uh, Stephanie and a couple of others. You're going to get a handout to help guide this discussion for you, okay? So if we could get that handout going. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to get into your groups, and you're just going to introduce each other. You're just going to talk, uh, not necessarily about sin and darkness to start, but we kind of start with that so that's in your minds. You're going to share your name, how long you've been coming to church here, and the name of your favorite teacher growing up and why they were such a great teacher to you. And if your favorite teacher is Ryan Winkleman, just go pat him on the back. Or Janae, go pat her on the back. Got some great teachers in here. And we're just going to spend some time introducing each other in our groups. So the way that it works in small groups is, if you're here with your family, your family can all be in a small group. Just make sure there's somebody else in that group. Okay? Uh, If you want to split up, if you want to go to a group with one parent or another, you can do that. Uh, But let's get into groups. You can pick up your chairs and turn them around. And then all you're going to do in this first part is introductions. And then I'll call us back together for the discussion time. So let's get into groups. No more than six. And let's have some discussion time. I'll keep an eye on our time. All right, everybody. 
Hey, I know not everybody has had a chance to introduce yourself or talk about a teacher, but I just want to draw your attention uh, right up here for a sec. So you have your yellow sheet. Uh, wrap up the introduction part, and then go ahead and go into where it says first discussion time. You're going to read that passage, then you're going to go back and just read verse 5, which is italicized, and then you're just going to write down some words and phrases that speak to you. If you need paper, there's paper on the back table, or you should have gotten some paper. Uh, so go ahead and go into the first discussion time. Let's begin our time together. All right, everybody, you don't need to leave your groups, but let me get your attention up here. So clap once if you can hear me. Clap twice if you can hear me. Clap three times if you can hear me. All right, that's how they do it in Sunday school. I love it. That's how we're doing it here. So hopefully you had a chance to say hey to people in your group. Hopefully you had a chance to share a little bit of your story and then read through verse 5 of the passage. Uh, now we're going to talk just a little bit about light and darkness and confession. So we're in this middle part where Stephanie and I are going to take a few minutes. And so you can draw, you can take a note if you want to while we're talking. But basically we're just continuing this thought about sin, that sin is when we turn away from God, like what happened in the garden with the two first people, Adam and Eve. Sin is when we want something and we don't care what it's going to take to get what we want. We just want that thing. And we will push people out of the way and we will hurt other people to get to it. That's a one of many ways that we find ourselves doing something that the Bible calls sin. The Bible is our guide for understanding sin. I could get up here and give a hundred examples, but when the Bible talks about sin, that's what we want to pay the best attention to. We want to be really clear about that. The Ten Commandments, these other laws, they're there to guide us and to help us. So you can look at those examples on your own time. But I want to hand this over here to Stephanie uh, to talk about this. Uh, when we face darkness and sin in our lives, it goes somewhere. Like we don't just deal with sin and then we say we're done with it. It continues to hang around. And that's why we need Jesus' forgiveness and his grace. So get your handout, everybody. If you want to grab your handout, the colorful, beautiful Jesus Story Bible handout, Stephanie is going to read this for us so you can follow along. If you want to keep coloring as a way of listening, you can do that. I'll also have these pictures from the Jesus Storybook Bible up on our screen, and I invite you to listen as Stephanie reads for us. All right. So I'm reading from uh, the first page, which has the animals on it. So that's the side we're starting on. So find the animals. And it says, you see, sin has come into God's perfect world, and it would never leave God's children would always be running away from him and hiding in the dark. Their hearts would break now and never work properly again. God couldn't let his children live forever, not in such pain, not without him. There was only one way to protect them. You will need to leave the garden now, God told his children, his eyes filling with tears. This is no longer your true home. It's not a place for you anymore. But before they left the garden, God made clothes for his children to cover them. He gently clothed them, and he sent them away for a long, long journey out of the garden, out of their home, and into another story. It would all be over, and that would have been dot, 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 the end. But we flip over our page... And we see another picture. Do you see the other? Can you show people the picture, sister? Hold it up. 
and it's up on the screen. But that, but that, not in this story. That wasn't the end, dot, 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 but not in this story. God loved his children too much to let the story end there. Even though he knew he would suffer, God had a plan, a magnificent dream. One day he would get his children back. One day he would make the world their perfect home again. And one day he would wipe away every tear from their eyes. You see, no matter what, in spite of everything, God loves his children with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always forever love. Annabella, could you hold this? My arm's getting tired. Thank you. Oops. Hold. Oh, no. Annabella's going to hold it for me. My arm's starting to get tired. All right. And though, thank you, sissy. And though they would forget him and run for him, deep in their hearts, God's children would miss him always and long for him, lost children yearning for their home. Before they left the garden, God whispered a promise to Adam and Eve, it will always be so. I will come to rescue you. And when I do, I'm going to do battle against the snake. I'll get rid of the, the sin and the dark and the sadness you let in here. I'm coming back for you. And one day he would, and he would, and one day God himself would come. All right. Thanks, Stephanie. So you have uh, those pages in front of you, and it's just a beautiful depiction of God's rescue and how he wants to come and not just slide the darkness away and kind of deal casually with the sin. No, one day he would send his son, and he did. And so that's our rescue. And so in your groups, you're going to talk about that because, as it says here, until God comes back, until everything is made right again when Jesus returns, we're going to have to do this thing where we push away the darkness that's in our lives. We say no to sin. We say no to stuff that we don't want to do. And we have to move toward that light, pull it into our lives. And that's what we do when we confess, when we take time and we name the things that are burdening us. So in your groups, you're going to talk about confession. There's some questions in there. How do we confess? What are some ideas? And then there's these prompts that I want to encourage you to look at uh, we name things that we can see that are sinful. There's lots of things that we can't see. Things that happen in our hearts, things that happen between people that are harder to see. But if you want to, you can draw this or you can talk about this if you want to be brave in your group. You can talk about pain from your life that you've caused uh, in yourself or in others. Maybe it's physical pain, but honestly, it's probably more likely a pain in your heart. Maybe uh, you used like a really inappropriate word with somebody. Like That happens. And that isn't so much a physical pain as it's a heart pain. Maybe uh, you turned your back on someone who really needed your help and you just didn't want to do it. Those are some things that don't just cause physical pain, but they cause heart pain. That's a type of sin and a type of darkness. Then there's things that we've seen in the world that aren't right. When there's violence in the world, when there's people who don't have opportunities that other people have because of differences in their lives, those are things that aren't right. It's unjust. And then there's things that God's Word clearly tells us our sin. We need to pay attention to those things. So in your groups, this will be a little bit heavier discussion, but I believe you're up for it. Uh, talk through these different prompts and just try to give an example. Or if you don't want to talk, just draw it. Uh, as you're drawing, I want to encourage you that you could take your parchment paper. This is the reason that Stephanie gave you this. And if you want to, while you're kind of uh, in a discussion or you have a minute in your group, take it and kind of hold it up against the windows over there 
Don't knock down those fans, they're expensive. But hold that parchment paper up against the light because you can see the light coming through. You can see that the light of Jesus is going to be at work even in the things that uh, lead us into darkness. So we're going to do this for just a little while. Talk about these prompts in your group, and then we'll gather back together in a sec. Go ahead and have your discussion. All right. I love, 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 love hearing the discussion. Another way we get our kids' attention in Sunday school is by giving me five. So Travis, can you demonstrate giving me five? You just hold your hand up. Thank you, Travis, for giving me five. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Faith. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you, uh, Michelle and Garrett. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I see everybody's fives. You could put your fives down. So... With the blood of Jesus, we are forgiven of the sins. And so one of the things we love to do in kids' ministry, but it's great to do as adults too, is sometimes learning by doing and object lessons. So what we're going to do is you have, we have two stations back there. You're probably wondering why we had those over there. Um, You also have your paper What we want to show you and kind of physically think about is our sin and washing it clean. And so in this station right over here towards the back with the laundry basket, Travis is going to kind of show us what it is. We have toys. And sometimes our sin you can't see, just like germs you can't see. So these are toys from our Sunday school rooms, and I'm encouraging the kids and maybe a, a, a trusted grown-up, come over to that station, grab a sponge and some water, and wash the toys. And think about how Jesus' blood washes us clean of sins that we may not see. Because like germs, we can't see it. And we need to wash the germs because they'll get you sick and sin will also get you sick. On this table right here, we have pieces of cloth. There's also this blue bucket with a shovel in it. And if you look in it, it has some topsoil from our school garden that they let me have. And what I want you to do is take a little bit of that dirt and rub it in this really nice cloth. My friend quilts with this stuff, and she had some scraps for me. And so it's there's some fun stuff there, but rub that dirt in and see how it goes into the fibers. That's the visible sin that we have in our life that we really notice and you can see it. But then there's two tubs of water there with some soap. Wash it and see how that soap and kind of really wash it, grind that water in there and see how that dirt gets washed away. And when you're done, there are some clips you can hang your cloth on. We also have baby wipes there to wash hands and napkins as well to dry hands. So with this time, I would invite everybody to come over to one of the stations, or you can continue drawing, but just to kind of experience the washing away of sins we may not see, or sins that are that mark, that blot, and uh, we'll call us back to order for an assurance of pardon of our sins. So... Uh, going around right now are a couple of our helpers, and they are giving y'all something fun. Uh, we are getting some glow sticks handed out to us today. Now, why in the world are we getting glow sticks? And why is it getting dark in here? Because when we walk through something like confession, even though it can be difficult, even though it might be uncomfortable sometimes, 
that darkness that we had, that we carry with us, it's different. There's less of it. It's not anything we have done. It's everything Jesus has done. So as you receive these glow sticks, you can crack them and light them. Go right ahead. And we're going to use these as a way to celebrate our forgiveness, celebrate being recipients of the light. Jesus has given you his forgiveness. He has offered it to you through the gospel. He has offered it to people who say, you know what, God? I am broken. I need your help. I do not have it all together. And so he meets with us and says, I forgive you. I have taken this on for you. So when you make your glow stick glow, it's like a way to receive this forgiveness from Jesus. This light that you didn't have before, now it's in your hands. So I invite you to stand and hold your glow stick up. I want to see all the glow sticks. All right, we've got some people holding up two glow sticks, even better. Okay. If you didn't get a glow stick, uh, Stephanie is going around. Okay, so uh, hold your glow stick and then just receive this word of forgiveness. As Jesus has offered his unconditional love to you, he offers his forgiveness to you, not because of anything you have done, but because of everything that he has done for women and men, for kids, for people in every walk of life who come to him and ask for his help. He will meet you in it. He has met you in it today, church. So as you hold this glow stick, receive the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Amen. We're going to sing one more song together so the lights can come back up, and we're going to close with uh, a time of singing, I Saw the Light. Let's sing together.